Christ, you people suck. <laughs> wow. Wolverine on a tangent. Back in the days when we played video games, it was hardcore for the nerdy and lazy. Now things have changed and all our video games are also for the casual and ladies. But that's okay, you know the score. We told you a million times before. Playing consoles, not just games, is in the past. Another week, Vivo G Radio, it's episode 574 for, guess what, the last day of September, September 30th, 2019. October is here and it is 90 degrees outside. It's yes, time it to wake up. Wake up! No, I was thinking more of waking up when September ends. Oh, yeah, well, we could go Not a good Day. reference, not a good song. Oh, well. No. Green Day changed a lot over the years. But on the show this week, we have Drucifer. I just... The, the Drucifer is here. The I just like to be called Satan. Oh wow! Really? Now, yeah. I'm sorry. I dropped I dropped Drucifer a long time ago. Oh okay. <laughs> we call you Beelzebub Be- Leechman. When when I fell from heaven like lightning. <laughs> okay. And we have Anthony. Hello. Hello. Video games. They're here. Indeed. October begins tomorrow. Holy cow! I, you know, I was going through the new releases for this week, and I was like, "Holy shit, that's out this week!" Yeah, I yeah, it's crazy. I don't I know what's out this week. There's much a, on my fucking plate. There are three games. Actually, there's a collection of games. There's a remaster, and there's a very very large game. Code that, Vein. That's out last week. <laughs> oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, people are already playing that. Yeah, I, I'm going to talk about it in. The final because you declined it. <laughs> I did decline it because I was like, "Yeah, this is not my style of game anymore." So, so I have to play it, even though it's totally not my style of game. <laughs> well, you know, it's not mine either. I know it used to be Drew. It used, it used to, to be. be. I beat Dark Souls. You beat Dark Souls. That, I did beat Dark Souls. That makes him better than you. Yes. But what did you? So we'll we'll hop right in. What did you end up playing? Mm, let's see here. Yeah. Yeah. See. I think you know what I want to talk about it okay. because I th- I don't think everybody listens to Phoenix Down. Call of Juarez the Cartel is not that bad of a game. It's really not. I can't imagine playing it by myself. No, no. So yeah, if you're playing Call of Juarez the Cartel by yourself, you're gonna have a bad time. Oh, I had a it's- bad time. Yeah, you played it's it by yourself. The- I remember you distinctly remember you saying it was a piece of crap. Yeah, but I, I get that, but it's I. If you're playing co-op, that game was built for co-op. Well, like, probably yeah, it feels so like the single player was tacked on. Yeah. Because there's so many things you do in co-op that you don't even get a chance to do in single player. Maybe they should have told me that before I reviewed it and gave it a bad score. How come I can't find it on the website? I don't know. Oh, wait. No, no, no. I remember what happened with that game. So they sent me a copy of that game, and the disc was broken. So I could play so far into the game, and then it would just lock up. 
I remember that now because I sent her, I sent him an email and I was like, "Hey, the disc is broken," and they never replied. <laughs> so, I ended up doing a little bit of research, and this the the reviews for the cartel kind of been scrubbed, except for like IGN and Gamespot, like all these websites that existed around the time when that game came out, which isn't like that long ago. Like, just don't ago. don't either don't exist. Don't have that review anymore. Yeah. If they don't exist, I understand. If they still exist and for some reason have no, like, remnants of that review, like, that's bizarre to me. Yeah, this is like, this leads to broken links, is all it does. Or leads to the front page of their website. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, what? I mean, for a while there, we had that on our website, but we finally categorized everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I To me... Like, me and Anthony had a fun time playing the cartel. There was only one major glitch that happened that made us restart a level, but... I I mean, yeah, it's rough around the edges, and it's not going to knock anybody's socks off, but this game was not a a, a 3 or a 4 out of 10. Yeah, no. Especially if you're playing co-op. If you're playing co-op, this is easily a 6. Yeah, it's... It's decent. I mean... I still feel like the, the biggest... The biggest knock against it was the writing. Like, really... Like, and it's not even the plot, it's just the the dialogue is rough. It's just laughable. It, yeah, yeah, but not in like a, haha, that was kind of clever. It's more like, oh my god. This is lame. What are they doing? Yeah. Like the, the cop. I have not brought peace, but a fucking sword. I, yeah. I'm tired of hearing this. Every time you do the slow motion thing, he says either that or he says, and behold, a pale horse. And his name was Death, and he had a bullet with your fucking name on it. <laughs> and I'm just like, and he's not being funny. It's it's like serious. Okay. I don't know. I mean, the opening that, song is glorious. Yeah, the ending song that I have for the podcast is the opening song <laughs> to Call of Forest, the Cartel, and it's. Whew, There's been a lot of. Best. There's been a lot of those good, uh, good some good songs in video games I've been playing lately. Yeah. Are we are we being sarcastic? No, no. Uh, oh no, we're being sarcastic. Yeah, we're being very sarcastic. Oh, I, well, I think it's probably awesome then. It's 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 bad. It's a really it's bad a, rap song. And oh. it's bad. Is it worse than the Mickey Rourke? Uh, is it Mickey Rourke? No, that's that's a that's a glorious piece of shit. The real, yeah. This has no this no, has no this has real kind of like no real laugh factor to this it. This is a real song that that a guy yeah. who, who is a professional rapper. Well, hold on, the Mickey Rourke song is a unfortunately a real song. I thought, but it was written good. for. No, I mean he raps. No, it. no, no, no. He raps the the the, the closing theme. Do you want to add that to the list? We can. We can... You should <laughs> no, not. You should Rogue not Warrior. play Rogue Warrior ever. Also, you can beat Rogue Warrior in about forty minutes. Yeah, but you shouldn't play it for four minutes. So no, no, nah, I don't feel like doing that. But um, yeah, the cartel is not that bad. I don't, I don't get it. It should not have been on our list, to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah. But uh, yeah, played that. Um. I'm playing for review. Um, Fightin' Rage. Fightin' Rage. That's a bad yeah. video game name. <laughs> yeah. It's a fight apostrophe in rage. Uh, it is a side-scrolling beat-em-up. Um, 
the end. I mean, that's what it is. It's a side-scrolling beat-em-up. Uh, you know exactly what you're getting into when you play it. It's not bad. It's, you know... Is it? Is it? So I bought it Saturday yeah. afternoon, mm-hmm. and, like, when it first boots up, I had to turn all that shit off. Yes. It, that... I get what they're trying to do. Yeah. But that's bad. Also, the developer is very horny. He does like. I mean, when she her her idol animation is just up down up down like four inches up and down. Yeah, it's a little much. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, I didn't play as her. I played as the ninja guy. Oh boy, see, um, but uh, yeah, it's it's a side scrolling beat 'em up. Three buttons: jump, attack, and then a special button. Uh, you can fill up a special meter and use your special, or you can use some of your health to use a special attack as well. I How do much like, is this? It's 20 bucks. $20. I would just take the t- add a 10 to that and buy River City Girls. So you may, you may be right. The thing that I like about Fight and Rage is like there is more to it than just the beat-em-up. I like... When it shows you the tutorial, and it says, you know, you can discover more, like, there are little moves you can do that are pretty cool. Oh, yeah, there's tons of moves, like, you know, holding back while attack, or holding down while attack, or... Um, the dash-attack combo, and... I yeah, mean, there's, there's ways to combo into it. Yeah, it, it feels really good. Yeah, it, it does feel really good. Um, it's still simplistic, yeah. um, and that's fine. Uh, and while this game doesn't have it as bad, it still has that if you get a guy in front of you and behind you, you can easily get stun locked. Yeah, that's any beat em up though. That's that's any beat em up. I, I feel like they tried to combat that a little bit. It's the, I think they just made the AI just kind of toned down just a little bit. I do. So it wouldn't do that. That's one of the games that the music in that game is really good. <laughs> Yeah, like they 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 even make like a the, every time you boot up the game, it says the music is by this guy. Yeah. So I mean, they, they're really proud of the music. The music is great in that game. Yeah. It really is. Like butt rock with it's, it, it's hard butt rock. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really good. Like the intro is really good, and like in, when you're playing the game, how the music kind of changes, and it's it's really good stuff. But the stuff you have to turn off, which Ken mentioned, but we didn't talk about. Yeah. Uh, so they really wanted to make it feel like an arcade machine. So they they have this weird filter that makes it look like you're looking on a CRT monitor TV in an arcade machine. So like, like bubbles, are, the, yeah, bubbles the over. screen, yeah. It's, it's weird. And you can't see like part of the screen because it's bubbled. Yeah, I didn't and like. I, like, I turned all you, of that off. Where do you turn that off at? There we go. I turned that off. Yeah, it I also a, makes everything looks like it's zoomed in. Yeah, like everything is huge because it's got that bubble going to it. Yeah, I it like it cut off part of the menu and stuff. I was yeah. like, I need to turn this off. Yeah, uh, and then it's, you can still leave like the scan lines in and stuff like that if you want. I mean, that, that, that doesn't bother me. Yeah, I don't. I'm not a. I think scan lines are like a novelty, but most of the time I turn them off. I'm like, just give me a clean image. I'm cool with that. Yeah. But it's okay. Yeah. It's, it, it would have been a lot better if it had online co-op. Yeah. 
Unfortunately, there is no online co-op. There is three-player local co-op, but I don't have three people in my house. Me. In my house. So just just make myself. a baby, and then you can have a second player at least. Well, maybe in about five years, <laughs> and even then, I'll get mad at him. Well, you ain't gonna be playing Fight and Rage in five years. Let's be fair. I probably. <laughs> but it's an okay beat 'em up. Um, I, I I need to talk about Borderlands. Oh, I stopped playing that game. I pretty much have as well. Um, that Borderlands Three is one of the worst optimized games I've seen this year. It is, and I here's the thing: it's not affecting everybody. Like, uh, I'm not going to give it a chance. I never saw it. But I'm not giving it a chance to break my Xbox. No, thank you. Yeah. So, man, I have had it, it's. It's almost like the game is lagging. I'll have an enemy in front of me, and I'm I'm aiming at the hip. I then pull the left trigger to pull my gun up so I can aim down the sights. It freezes mid animation, and then it cuts to me aiming down the sights. The enemy is now five steps to the left. So the game is still moving, but I'm frozen in place almost, it seems like. So it feels like lag is what it feels like. But I'm not playing this online with anybody. And this happens constantly. Like I put a clip on Twitter and I only got the one laggy part, but that whole firefight was just a, it was like a slideshow almost sometimes. And as much as I really want to get into this game, I can't because I don't want to keep playing it like that. And I've got to review this game. Yeah. And the problem is, is that they, the Gearbox has already said that they're not releasing a patch to this game until October. And I'm just, well, I guess I'm not reviewing it until October because I don't want to play this game this way. Also, I've seen multiple people say, that they have stored a lot of the really good guns in their uh, their vault, their safe in the sanctuary, and they'll do a hot fix, and they come back to their vault, and it's completely empty, and there's nothing that they that Gearbox can do to fix it. And now I would just, I, honestly, I would just review it based on this. Like, the only reason why uh, Bloodstain got a decent, re- like a really good review, is because I got to play it because they patched that quickly on PS4. They didn't. And Switch like, is still broken, dude. And Switch is still broken. So <laughs> so the only reason why it has a good score is because I happened to play the version that wasn't broken. But I know for a fact that Borderlands has been having issues across the board. So, I don't know. I would just review it. Fuck it. Like, stop wasting your time. I'm, you can go and play that back on your own time, but this is the current state of it. Yeah. And and you know what? All the, any good reviews that came out... This is why sometimes a later review is a better thing. Because, like... You know, in the first two weeks after release, they might patch a bunch of bugs. In this particular case, they haven't. And even then, when the next patch comes out, who's going to say it, you know, fixes it? Yeah, that's true. Right? Like, I mean, you're just going to wait, and then maybe it's not fixed. Yeah, you, you may be right. I I mean, maybe I do just need to go ahead and just review the game. I feel like I haven't put enough hours into it to review the game. That's the problem. But at the same time, like, you're starting to have issues playing the game. I, I, I you know. 
Yeah. I mean, I stopped playing it. I was having I haven't it. had time to play it, I, but I never left the planet. Yeah, I was having a good I, time I with still, it, but it was Borderlands. I mean, it didn't really rewrite anything about the series, so... Yeah, this 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 is a conspiracy theory I have, but I haven't been able to test it, and now someone else can maybe do it. Um, I question, like, has anybody disconnected from the internet to play Borderlands 3? I don't I'm, know if you can. You can. I right. was listening to a podcast, um, and here's an interesting glitch that I heard about, was that he was playing the game, it went offline, and when it went offline, uh, I no, nobody here has done it yet, but when you get to the end game, you get, like, every level you get, like, these these points that you can put into passive abilities. Um, and when he went offline, it just gave him 30 of them, for no reason. And when yeah. he reconnected, he had already spent them, and the game updated and said, you now have negative 30. So he still had to earn them, even though the game gave them to him accidentally Uh yeah see i have a feeling that like you have the basic world structure but i i knowing that like there's certain things that have like just hearing about some of the issues later on like it says i need 50 gigs of space to play borderlands 3 on ps4 yeah it's a big one but but it never installed 50 gigs (laughs) installed like 16 that's weird. Right? Did anybody actually watch their download? Or whatever? Like, No, I just said it and let it go. Right. I yeah. I honestly, like, I know this sounds weird, but, like, I looked at it and went, 16, huh? Like, that seems off. Well, the, okay. um, the issues that are cropping up on Xbox One X sound like memory issues to me. But I'm wondering if it's a central server issue, too. Like, I know that some of the Xbox Ones have crashed. Yeah, it's o- like, it's overheating. Correct. It's overheating the Xbox One X. But I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not super familiar with the tech. But like, if it was constantly streaming information and the, the system can't handle it, it's just it's odd that like it's not even optimized on PC. There's nothing this game runs on that's well, and that's re- and it seems to be the consistent issue across the board, regardless of this the specifications of a computer or the console you're playing on. So, like, I'm like, well, if it's all, like, some sort of central server that it's taking info from, like, and that's the problem, right, then that makes a little bit more sense. I I honestly don't know. It's just, like, I'm wondering wondering how much of this game functioning properly is based on online service. Yeah, I do not know. I have a feeling there's a lot of it. Again, I, I swear to God, it downloaded like it, it, like the patch was small and it installed like sixteen gigs. That, that doesn't make any sense to me. Because normally, like it it tells you like oh you can start now, right? And they'll finish installing in the background, but uh, just was like yeah we're done. Here. That doesn't seem right, but okay. We're done. Go ahead, play your game. Yeah. I don't know. I, th- I think uh, what I have played of it that, you know, worked was really good. It's more Borderlands. It's uh, it tons of quality of life improvements. Stuff like that. Um, but I just wonder man. if they're going to fix it before, you know, we move on to the rest of the games of 2019. That's a good question. Because, I mean, the, the thing is, it's like 
aside from a PC, I'm playing Borderlands 3 on the most powerful, best system that is currently available. Yeah. And I'm also playing on performance mode. So, don't know what I'm doing wrong here, guys. I don't know. Like, even bringing up a menu. Like, you bring up the menu and you're on your skill tree and I want to go over to my inventory. I'll hit the right or left bumper and for like two seconds it won't switch over. Yeah. I was like, what? And so I'll click it again. Now I'm over there at the map. I've went too far. <laughs> I'm just like, what is going on? It's almost like it's almost like input lag. Yeah. So I don't know. But yeah, I'm I'm supposed to be reviewing that. Maybe I'll just go ahead and review it. If I review it now, shoot. It's not gonna get that great of a score. I mean I I'm bring that Metacritic down, baby. I stopped playing it, you know. It's... I mean I haven't booted it up in two days. And this is not you're like this is not the first time I've heard that, you know, it's not just this site of people that are not playing. I I can't play because I don't still don't have the time. But like this is not the only group of people I've heard that have just been like, yeah, I don't know how much more I can deal with the issues. It's a constant thing on Reddit, and it's not like the normal like jumping on the bandwagon to hate something. It seems like no, I'm having issues, and I'm just not gonna play this. Like it's unplayable. My friend just bought a new graphics card and he can't get it to run properly. Yeah. Like it's, he just it refuses to work well. Sounds like it's just poorly programmed, truthfully. Yeah. Uh, well, sad. I mean, they work. This on is what happens when you leave. Years? Yeah, it's this been what happens a long when you leave time. critical data in a USB. <laughs> in uh, medieval times. I don't think that anything to do with the programming, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's magic. <laughs> it's, it's magic. It's magic. Oh, Bart. All right. Uh, what else you got going on? Anything else? Uh, <laughs> not really. Did you play any Overwatch? I, I did. I, I realized that I had missed out on uh, the the event that they have for Bastion. Oh, the Lego. Bastion? Yeah. So I went ahead and did my got my wins for the Lego thing, and then I quit playing. I. Uh... I am platinum support and DPS now. Look at you. I can't. You'll be joining the Overwatch League. I can't get tank up there. I've been doing it for like a week and a half, and I just... Because you suck at tank. I just, like, I can't get... Like, I'll get in a game, and, like... I was explaining this to somebody last night. Like, it's so impossible to play DPS because DPS queues are so long. And I'm like, 80% of the people playing this game are playing DPS, and 70% of them suck at it. I'll tell you your problem. What's that? You're going to think I'm making fun of you. You need to drop Arissa, man. I do. What do you? What do you? What do you? I mean, I I can play whatever I need to play. Like I ran Zarya most of the night last night. Um, If we didn't get a shield, then I would run Arissa or I would run Sigma. Um, And if we did have a shield, I would run Diva or Zarya. Why do you hate Reinhardt? It's which not is my playstyle. Tank of all time. It's not my playstyle, and truthfully, in the rank that I'm in, I don't see him a whole lot unless somebody is just like epic with him, and I am not that person. So I don't want to take that pick because I feel like I would do more detriment to the team than to help. Yeah. So that's that's my if I'm playing tank, it's Ryan every time. He's he is the. the for me, he is the anchor of the freaking team. I mean, you could say that, Drew, but he doesn't get run in Overwatch League. Come on now. 
Yeah, come on now. <laughs> yes, he does. He no, it's all Orisa Sigma, and you know it is. That's, that's Sigma. Sigma's a damn joke. You're just mad because he's he's getting more popular than Reinhardt. You're jelly. I can I can take out a Sigma any day with my Reinhardt. <laughs> I'm just saying. You can't beat the greatest. You can't beat the greatest. Reinhardt is the greatest tank. Period. So Drew is secretly the uh, the president of the Reinhardt fan club. That's right. Catchphrase. Do you send letters to his post office box? What's that? Uh, uh, God, who was it? The, it was uh, from Overwatch Plays. I said when you uh, you run through somebody's face over and over and over and over and over. <laughs> they just can't take that no more. You go to, you go to, you go to Drew's <laughs> Reinhardt website, it's just like, Greetings! Yep. Uh, all right. Um, we'll move on to Anthony. Yay. Did you play video games? Yeah, I did. Um, so I'll start off with a little device I got called an Arduboy. It's a... Um, what the fuck? Yeah, that's what I figured the response would be. It's very uh, twee-looking little device. It's no bigger than a credit card. It's uh, So there's a chip called the Arduino. It's a super repro- uh, reprogrammable chip. Um. And what someone did was make a console out of it. It's basically like a small Game Boy. Um, so it's just a D-pad and two buttons. And it's uh, reprogrammable. So you can make games for it. You can, there's like a, their site has a bunch of like already built games from like indie devs and stuff. It's really neat. And again, it's no bigger than a credit card. It's super light. Um, it's a black and white only screen. Um, but it's backlit, and uh, it's a really neat little device. I, I, I love it, but I bought like, a uh, bundle uh, that was like the same price as the Arduboys usually, and it came with a little handheld version of Tetris, Pac-Man, and then like another one of, uh, what is it, uh, Centipede and Missile Command. Um, you can get those ones in like um, GameStops right now. They're like the micro-arcades. Just uh, instead of having like a little um, arcade cabinet look, they're just like a little credit card size thing. Um, yeah, I've been wanting one for a while, especially after seeing the play date. Um, I'm like, you know, if I'm gonna, if I like show, seeing that, I was just like, I might as well just buy the Arduboy Boy finally. And then I ha- they had a sale on, so I've played a bit of Tetris. I've played a bit of the game that's pre-installed with the Arduboy. Boy. I have to learn how to uh, put new games on. You can only have one game on at a time, but it's still neat. Um, like uh, Drew was saying, we played Call of uh, War as the Cartel. Um, again, not a bad game. Uh, I'll start with them. Uh, before I go any further, I'll talk about a uh, mobile game I downloaded and uninstalled today um, called Here. Um, it's a puzzle game, and like the whole idea is like they, you, each puzzle is like an attempt. You have to find the word here, and it involves some thinking outside of the box. But I actually hated it after a while because I'm like, I don't know. It just felt like some of these things were so, some of these puzzles were so obtuse that like it wasn't fun to play anymore. Um, and uh, I played more of Greedfall. I'm trying to get further into that game to write a review for it. Um, man, that game is 
fantastic. I like there's slight stealth elements of like having to change uniforms so you fit in with people. Um, there's different uh, groups that have like you have to keep up with. Um, oh god, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, in like good standing with. So like if you do a certain action, uh, a reputation with one group might increase while it decreases with another. I really like that. Uh, but like I need to get into a certain building, and the um, the sailors are in control of that part of town. Wait, 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 wait. Is this a secret follow-up to Shinmu? No, because this is a good game. Are you looking for um, sailors? No, I'm not, actually. Um, but what I needed to do was uh, somebody had... They were trying to be smuggled out of the city or whatever, and I needed to find them, the heretics. And I basically uh, went behind someone's back and made sure they made it out safely. Because um, the person was like, bring them to me so they can be put um, to trial, I think. Yeah, basically, they were going to kill them. Um, and I was like, ah, why don't I just go and join this other group of people and be like, it went to the other, like, there's two sort of, like, there's science and and uh, religion kind of warring. Um, and so when I went and worked for the science guy, I uh, found out that they were doing some tests that weren't so ethical, so I let the guy that was, like, selling, like, a cure-all potion that's not really true. It does work, but if you drink too much, it kills you. So, um, I let him go, and then when I went to the religion group, they're like, you gotta find the heretics that are proving that God isn't real, even though that's not what they're doing at all. Um, they're saying that he- uh, hell might exist on Earth. And, um... I was like, okay, and then I went and found them, and they were like, please don't turn us in, so I went to the science group and was like, hey, I need you to get these guys out that are, like, looking into religious documents and actually figuring out what these people were talking about. Um, So the science group took them in. It's this really kind of back and forth, like, I'm now at the island, and the natives are having fights with the uh, colonists, but they're not in... It's kind of weird because, like, the colonists are obviously having a lot of infighting. Like, it's not the the higher-ups that are the problem. It's all the guards that are causing the issues with the natives. And uh, I finally fought my first monster, which was an awesome fight. Like, this game is really, really neat. I I love the setting. I love the small little um, touches. Like, again, just having having armor that gives you the standard armor bonuses... But me having to carry, like, three sets of armor and upgrade them so they work better, because one of them I get to blend in with uh, the uh, religious group better. So if they have an area of town, I need to wear that suit, because otherwise I'll stand out. Or if, you know, if I'm wearing the suit of uh, the science group of people, like, that's not going to go well if I'm wearing that in the religious part. It's really neat. Um just the different weapons working differently. Uh, the uh, powering up the gun is like, a, uh, like just the thing you need to do first. Uh, I, I, if I have to say anything, like the worst thing you can do playing this game is not putting your first skill into crafting because the crafting is how you upgrade your items. You can't upgrade if you don't have crafting. You have to pay someone to do that. 
Um, it, it, like the lock picking's great and all, but you can get around most most chests don't need to be lock picked. Um, the first little bit and anything that's in there, you'll probably end up selling anyways. But it, all the little side missions are so intriguing that that's what's been taking me so long. Everything seems worthwhile, which is not the case with every RPG. I loved Final Fantasy 15, but some of those side quests were awful. It's not the same type of game, I know, but like even Bound by Flame, the side quests were sometimes interesting and sometimes a nightmare, and that's also the same group. Um, uh, it's also spiders. Uh, you know, not everything in Skyrim is interesting. So far, every side quest I've done is way more intriguing than just Hey, I went there, did a thing, and then I was done. It's I'm talking to this person. I have different choices to make. Um, you know, that's what I look for in RPG. I, I will say this: I don't feel like the character that I'm playing as is as open to interpretation as, say, Shepard. Um, I don't know what you play as in Dragon Age, but like, it doesn't have that Bioware feel in terms of your character being a blank slate. You do have decisions, but it, it does feel within the character that they are creating. Um, but it also is important to note that your character has a background that they have to stick to. Um, but your choices on how you deal with certain groups. So I could have turned the, the heretics in. Um, it would have benefited me with a different group is all. And I would have maybe gotten a different reward. But uh, I don't know how that will play out later. Or even if it will play out later. But it's things like that that um, uh, definitely intri- interest me. I'm okay with the character not being a blank slate in this. Um, so I have to play a little bit more of that, and then I'm trying to kind of just pick apart like one game, write a review, and then move on to the next one, because I still have two other games. Um, and then uh, the last game I played, because I wasn't on last week, because I was out of town, I brought my laptop with me. Uh, this year we saw the release of Anodyne 2, and I never finished the first game. So I went and played Anodyne, which is very much inspired by uh, Link's Awakening, um, the original. And man, that game gets weird. Like, that game is really freaking weird. Um, after you're done the game, you get the ability to switch like any tile of the world map to another tile. And so you can go out of bounds and the world starts glitching, but you need to do that to find certain items that are part of like a secret quest and stuff. I love the music. I actually bought the soundtrack for it. Um, It's so, the game is so weird that it's like, I'm okay with it. Not saying anything at the end of the day. Like it didn't feel like I, I finished it and went, I don't know if they were trying to say something or not, but I don't think that was necessarily the importance of this game. I think it was to be as creative as possible. Because the thing to note is that they released this game for free on the Pirate Bay a long time ago. It was one of the first few games that was like, they actually partnered up with the Pirate Bay and it was on the front page of it. Um, so I bought the game. I'm playing the Steam version, so there's achievements and stuff. But... Uh, Really well done. I, I'm just trying to get through it because I want like there's still a couple more things to do, but I really want to play the sequel because this game is based very much on like um like an NES sort of style graphic palette. 
Um, so it's not doing anything. Actually, that's probably incorrect. That's it's more of like a Super Nintendo look, and then it, there's an NES section. But um, the second game is more inspired by PS One games. Like, so there's 3D with like the uh, weird texture mapping and everything. And I'm really interested to see how they take the elements of Anodyne One and translate that into something else. Um, but that's it. That's all I've played. All right. Um. I've played a lot, because I know you guys were all busy, so I took a lot of stuff for review. Um, there's two games I'm playing that I can't talk about, unfortunately. Um, trying four, because again, Drew said no. <laughs> Can I ask a question? You, you keep throwing that at me. <laughs> is it like is it like trying three? I can't answer that question. No, I mean, if you've seen the videos of it, you see it's more like one and two. It's... Oh, I don't know. I, don't, I honestly didn't know that Trine 3 was different. I was making a joke of, is it like it's other games? Oh, no. Trine 3 is very different than the first two games. And Oh, really? Yeah, because it was like... And, and Drew, I think you reviewed Trine 3. I did. Um, but it's more like a 3D... like Puzzle platformer? Yeah, and the, the first two were 2D. Yeah. So yeah, I know that. The fir- the th- I, I like the first two. Um, the fourth one goes back to 2D. Oh, interesting. So it's just left to right. Um, and I'm also playing Indivisible, which I'm not allowed to say a fucking word about. <laughs> so, Can you even say that you have it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I There's nothing in there that says you can't say that you have it. You just cannot. Like, both of those games embargoes drop on October 7th. So, that game yeah. is... That game looks really good. I played the demo on the PS4 back when they first released it. Um, and I really like that demo because it's like a mixture of interesting... Um, like action based RPG combat and um Metroidvania style exploration. That game looks super pretty. Yeah, yeah. Uh they put the intro I think out. We can talk about that. Um that game wow. Yeah, they they commissioned some anime company to do the intro and they put it out on YouTube like last week, I think. And it's I mean, just from playing the demo, I can talk like that game is just the animation in it is just superb. So it's forty five bucks pre-order. Yeah, yeah, it's it's an ex- it's a full price. I mean, well, it's a not a sixty dollar game, but it's not like no. twenty dollar game. So it's one of those ones that if it release a physical copy, that's not um, limited run. Although I think it might be a limited run. Like if it's in a store, I might pick it up because it'll probably be that price. But um, I don't know if I'm gonna jump on that digitally right away. The same reason why you said, like, I don't know if I want to pay that much for River City Girls. I totally understand that. I bought River City Girls this weekend. <laughs> I finally broke Are you them. playing with someone? No, I am not. I don't have anybody uh, playing see, with I try to get your wife involved if she's willing to play it. Because uh, I'm like, telling you right now, that, like game is, games. God, that game is built to be played multiplayer. Um, not that you can't do. Uh, not that you can't finish that game. I did. I, and I realize my review in hindsight is very negative, but like it, it was my. I just need to share those gripes because it, it might bother some other people. But for the most part, like I know it won't. It's a good game. I will say one thing about that game, and that is that the presentation is top fucking notch. Like everything, the voice acting, the is voice great. acting, the music, the presentation of like the cutscenes. Yeah, the 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 music. I think is the stand like the, all the vocal tracks. Did you get to the mall? I just got out of the school. 
So I only played through okay. the first area. So so the mall has my favorite song in the entire game. Not that the boss music is bad. Chipsel's like chip tune electronica music because she's also the um, one that did the uh, soundtrack for Super Hexagon, which is an amazing game that everyone should play. Um, the vocal tracks, I feel like, could just be songs like. I mean, they're, they're you know, really just good pop songs. Yeah, they're they're um, very good songs. Like even the mm-hmm. intro song and all that stuff. Like, oh, that's right. I forgot the intro song has um, uh, vocals. I think that's done by someone else. But yeah, um, did you run into Gato? Uh, Gato? No, the Godai, only I should say the only character that I've run into, like big character, was the first boss. Okay. Yeah, she's a character from the the series. She's yeah. a consistent. She she actually is playable in one of the 3ds games. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I like it. It it feels good. It plays good. Um, it's very so hard. You, you might want to go back into the school and do. Uh, there's a side mission in the lunchroom. Yeah, you get the key after you finish. The okay, you done that? I, uh, well, I haven't. I haven't done it game. yet. I just I stopped yeah, I, after I got out of the school, so I can go back in the school and. and um, what was it? Uh, did you did you did you sit around and watch the presentation? No. In one room? The room, there's a room that turns on a projector. Yeah, I remember the room. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there, there, there's, there, I think there, there, there was a line or two in that that was like, ah, okay. It's um, a Bobo. Oh, Jesus. Yes. If you watch it, it's like an advertisement that some that a Bobo is, is doing. <laughs> They're playing in the school for some reason. I don't know. I I just like playing that game, and I, the presentation really sells me on that game. I'm I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I died a lot. But once you like, honestly, the best thing you can do is like just keep going back. As soon as you feel like you can handle the standard enemies enough, is just grind until you can earn the uh, single burger, the single merv or whatever it's called, and use those to heal until later in the game where you can get like. Um, uh, Advil or Motrin or they call it something like that. I, I don't remember what it is. Um, Painkiller of some sort, and that ends up being the best healing item because you end up paying the same price for a stronger healing item. Which that was my biggest issue. That game, like you can buy a drink and it only and it's like takes a ton of your money at the beginning of it, and it heals next to nothing because fifteen percent of your health. It's not a lot for what they're asking, and then later on, like, something that doesn't feel... Like, it's not as big of a percentage of your money going towards a stronger uh, healing item. That was my only real gripe with the gameplay, was just the curve of... Like, the difficulty curve was a little off. But I I do love that game. Oh, I'm looking forward to playing it. Um, I am also playing... Well, I played for review... Uh, and I wrote my review this week, Blasphemous. I think we talked about that game. Yes, very religious, weird game. That game... Mm, it's one of those games that feels like it's on the cusp of being something truly special. Um, just because of its weird kind of themes. Um, it's beautiful 2D animation. Like I don't know that I've seen animation as beautiful as what's in this game. It is you say beautiful. Just the way it's animated. Like, the way animated, yeah. Because uh, it not, ain't pretty. No, it's it's very disturbing. <laughs> and um, So this is a 2D action 
it's got some hints of Metroid mixed with some hints of Dark Souls. Um, Is it a Dark Souls inspired Metroidvania? Uh, it's, it's not a Metroidvania, right? It's not really open like that. It's well, it is because you can. There's like. Four or five, I can't remember the exact number, areas. And you can go to any like, one of them at any time. But that's not... That, that, but that's more of like some a Mega parts Man of it... Well, some parts... Of, well, it's not like pick a level, go there. It's literally oh, like okay. a giant open world. Um, and you can go to these areas, but there are some pieces that you can't get to because you don't... So your upgrade system works through, and this fits with the theme of everything else in this game. Um, rosary beats. <laughs> so... You have rosary beads that you can add different abilities to. You can upgrade your sword, um, and you just you can go through these different areas. Where this game kind of falls apart is that it is first and foremost a 2D action game, and while the combat is interesting in the beginning, it doesn't really evolve by the time you finish the game. Like there are some new moves you can learn. There's some more combo. You know, you can go from doing a three hit to a four hit to a five, that kind of stuff. Um, but the actual way that you play the game is pretty much the same at the end that it is at the beginning. So you can parry, you can dodge, uh, you can do different attacks, different enemies have different cadences. Um, but really, once you learn how they work, you kind of know how everything else works. Uh, and the only difference is the boss battles, which the boss battles are super interesting. Uh, I think there's eight of them. I wish there were more because they were they were the best parts of the game. Um, but yeah, it really leans into that religion aspect of the game where everything... I mean, you're the penitent one. The first boss that you kill, you take its blood and you pour it into your pointy hat and then you put it back on. Um... The cutscenes, while you're sitting here going, my god, there are cutscenes in a 2D, and they're all done in that 2D animation, and they are some of the most beautifully disturbing things I've ever seen. The intro cutscene has a woman beating her chest with a um, a statue of Christ, and eventually it turns into a sword, and she stabs herself through the chest. Jesus. <laughs> I, I hate to say this, because it sounds awful from what you just described, but this really sounds like my type of game. I mean, it's a good game. You just have to understand that once you get the combat down, that's kind of it. Um, like it doesn't even try to do something interesting with the basic. No, it doesn't. Like, you're that still, sucks. yeah, you're still going to be doing parries and dot. I mean, it's all the same stuff throughout the game. Um, so you don't get any new weapons or anything like that. No, no, you get the sword, and the sword can be upgraded, and that's really kind of it. Let me tell you a game called about a game called Control, <laughs> which kind of had the same issue until you got powers. Yeah, it was but the gun. powers were optional. But yeah, no, I that that kind of it'd be interesting to do something like that where you put a spin on the, like the same old combat. Like there was something different that you had to do, but just kind of knowing that like yeah, you have to dodge and parry and attack, and that's all you'll do for the entire game. Kind of sucks. Yeah. But what what really drives the game is like the worlds the the enemies are so good, like the just standard enemies are super interesting and you know learning how each one of them work is is fun the first time you'll re you'll retread through a lot of the same areas back and forth. Um, now you may be wondering what the soul's inspiration is. 
So, the game is ridiculously vague. Every item you get has some big, long paragraph description that even after you read it, you'll be like, ah, what? What? Um, also, when you die, you don't lose anything, uh, but there is a corpse. Uh, you don't have to do an instant corpse run, so every time you die, it leaves a different corpse on the map, and it'll show you on the map where it is. But the punishment for dying is that until you retrieve your body, or until later in the game you visit, the, they introduce these NPCs that can, that can bless you. And once they bless you, it removes this. But essentially what it does is you have a meter that allows you to do special attacks. And every time you die, a little bit of that meter rots. And you lose the ability to gain as much, for lack of a better word, souls than you could if you weren't, uh, if you didn't have that rot on you. So it's kind of like the messenger where every time you die, he steals some of your money for a while. Same theory here, until you get blessed or pick up all your corpses, and every time you pick up one of your corpses, it it pushes away a little bit of the rot. Uh, But you don't lose everything when you die, which is nice. But, no, it's it's an interesting game. I, I... Enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, I tell you a game I'm not enjoying, and that's Contra Rogue Core. Oh no! No, you're excited no, about that. I, I like the demo. I did like the demo, and then I found out what the game actually is. Piece um, of trash. So, is a twin stick shooter that basically says "fuck you." We're not going to let you have fun. That's not fun. Um. Every character has a different weapon. There's four different characters. Obviously, you can play, you know, online co-op, local co-op, whatever. Each character has a different style. One of them's a machine gun. One of them's a laser weapon. Um, your gun has an overheat meter. Okay. Now let me ask you no, a question. When let you're... me start. Let me start right there. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> so Boo! when you play a twin stick shooter, let's all be fair. The way we play twin stick shooters, do y'all ever stop shooting? No. Yeah, you you, you will. Let go of the shoot button. You will in this game because when your weapon overheats, it's got like a ten fucking second cooldown, baby. You gotta wait, and that's on both of your weapons. You can swap weapons by the X button. You can switch between two, two different weapons. When you overheat, it overheats both of them, baby. So you just gotta stop shooting. That is like. Out of everything that this game does, that is the one thing I just sit there and I look at and I go, why? Yeah. That, I mean, the game is hard enough even when you can shoot all the time, but now you're making me manage this, oh, let me hold the trigger for five seconds, now let me stop for two seconds, now let me fire for five seconds. I don't want to do that. Um, as you play through the game, it's really designed to replay levels over and over again because there's a loot system um, where you can get body parts that you can use to upgrade your character. Uh, You can get things to upgrade your weapons. You can put... It's basically got white, green, blue, gold items that you can place. Now, I'm okay with that a lot of the times, except in this game, there's so fucking many of them, and 90% of them are fucking not that great. Yeah. It's just a mess of systems that I don't understand why they built. Like, if you stripped all that away, 
and you basically just made a straight leveling XP system, and you removed the cooldown on the gun, this would be a pretty cool game. It's big, it's dumb, it's stupid. You can fight as a fucking panda. I mean, that's all cool. Like, when you do your bomb move, you know, your screen-clearing bomb, it plays like an animation where the dude gets on a rocket, flies into the sky, and then destroys people. Like, that stuff's cool. But, man, the game is just not fun to play. That that issue sounds very familiar as the systems and stuff that were in Metal Gear Survive. Yeah. Just, <clears throat> like, you have a good idea, and then you just bulldoze it with terrible, terrible systems. Yeah. I, I just, <clears throat> I swear I don't understand it, because this game could have been super cool, and then it just ends up tripping over its own feet. Mm-hmm. It's very disappointing. That sucks. I'm also playing Code Vein. Oh, another game that's right up your alley. Yeah, you know, I, I'm big into the Souls. Dark genre. Souls. Is that. So, I do have a question because this is the people that made God Eater. <clears throat> Does it have elements of that still? Souls or God Eater? God Eater. I know it's got. Uh, I would. I hope it's got elements of Souls in it. But does it have elements of God Eater? I didn't play a lot of God Eater, so I don't know. It, okay, let me rephrase that. Does it have a lot of elements of Monster World or uh, Monster Hunter? Monster Hunter. Mm, yeah. No, not really. So okay, you well, stuff and use the sparks to make better stuff. No, it's it's all it's well, like straight fucking Souls. Okay. Um, probably the biggest difference in this. <coughs> Excuse me. The biggest difference in this is that. Um, you get these things called uh, what the fuck? Everything's based on blood. Like everything is blood, uh, and I can't remember what they're called. But you can switch your style, like at will. So you can be a fighter, uh, you can be a ranged, you know, magic dealer. Um, when you kill bosses, you get a new one. So like the first boss I killed, it was like you get the berserker. That gives sure. you more damage, but you take more damage or something like that, and. Inside each one of these, there are also these powers, again, called blood something. I can't... The, the fucking descriptions of all these things in these games, like, drive me up a wall. Um, but, like, you can get these powers, and you can use your quote-unquote souls, which is called haze in this game, uh, to either upgrade that or upgrade your character. And, of course, you can do that at not bonfires. These are called missiles. Um... Okay. They're like these little things that you can purify. And it not only does it give you a place to rest and fast travel, uh, it obviously respawns enemies, but it also, uh, whenever you purify one of them, it like uh, fills in the map, which I thought was a cool feature. Um, now, what much like God Eater, or not God Eater, but um, is God Eater the Monster Hunter equivalent? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, much like God Eater, this is much more arcadey version of Souls. So, you can literally take an AI partner with you the entire time, and they will help you a lot. Um, it's also extremely easy to get behind enemies and just fucking one-shot them. Um, That's good. You will still... I mean, when an enemy gets a hold of you, you can still just get destroyed. Sure. Um, even the most basic of enemies can kill you in a couple hits. So it's not that it's easy. Um, one thing I do like about this game via or versus Dark Souls is that when you get an item, it tells you what the fuck it does. That's nice. <laughs> like specifically what it does. So you know, here's an ecor of poison. 
In Dark Souls, you just have to use it and guess what happens, right? Well, in this one, it's like, yeah, well, this is what it does. So, um, this is definitely from the guys who made God Eater because it's anime and fucking fan servicey as fuck. Sure. Um, the home base has a jukebox that you can listen to, as well as a spring that you can get into with a bunch of half-naked ladies. Because Do you make your character in this game or no? Yes, yes. You can create your character, um, and then once you get to the home base, which is after like the first dungeon, you can change their clothes and appearance, but you can't change their face, because Drew, that's what they were born with. Oh, okay. So, you know. But yeah, it's... It's a straight-up kind of arcadey Dark Souls, and I'm okay with it. I'm about, I'd probably say about three or four hours in. I think I'm maybe on the third or fourth area. And while the Souls games have never been my jam, like, I don't feel like I'm dying, excuse me, as much in this one. And I'm actually progressing, and that's enjoyable to me, is to actually get progression. Like, I don't feel like there's been a part where I, like, I've died, and I've run back and got my stuff, but the checkpoints are so close together that I don't feel like I lose more than maybe ten minutes worth of progress. Okay, so it's kind of like, um, uh, would you say it feels a lot kind of like um, Revenant? Yeah, yeah, it's it's not as punishing when you die as a Dark Souls. Yeah, Revenant is not really punishing at all. No, you don't lose anything except for time. Yeah. Like, you keep all of your upgrades and everything. Whereas in this one, you do lose your haze, and you can go pick it up. But, I mean, after playing four hours, I'm already level 10. Like, upgrading is so fast in this game. And I really like the powers that you can get. You can assign up to eight of them. um, And they can give you anything from buffs to, like, super combo attacks. And it's it's weird, because I've, I've equipped something, and I'm not sure what I did. I must have did it at the home base. Where I have a tail now that I can use as a special ability. It's like a big giant scorpion tail, and I just stab people in the chest. Okay. It's kind of rad. I'm not going to lie. But yeah, I, I mean, I think it's a fun game. It's very weird, but I'm enjoying it so far. It might be my favorite Souls type game. So. Mm, that's good. Yeah. And then I played, um, I played Dead Zelda. That's right. Yeah, I didn't get Zelda to, came out. I didn't get to talk about it New last week. New old Zelda. New yeah. old Zelda. Yeah, it's Link's Awakening. We all know. Yeah, I know. I love that game. So, so, um, I didn't remember the game much. I played it, you know, back in whatever 1993 when it came out. Um, like everybody else did that was alive then. Um, but that is a very weird Zelda game. Now, it has the same structure. It has eight dungeons, eight bosses. Um, The dungeons contain musical instruments instead of Triforce pieces because the objective of the game is to awaken the wind fish. Yes. That's in the big egg. So it's not a very long game, about eight hours, ten hours, something like that. Have you finished it? No, no, I'm about halfway through. Okay. Uh, I think I'm in dungeon four, and I'm about four hours in. So... Um, do dungeons in any order or no? So it's kind of a linear progression. So, like I said, it's it's like a Zelda game, but it's not like a Zelda game. And the reason that I say that is because when I play something like A Link to the Past, when I play something like um, Ocarina of Time, I feel like those worlds are worlds. 
Link's Awakening's world feels more like a diorama that I am just playing in. Like, the transitions between areas are so abrupt that they don't feel like transitions, they just feel like I will move to a new tile set. Um, everything is linear, so you can't get to Dungeon 4 until you finish Dungeon 3. Also, and I know this was probably just part of the game back then, but I wish they kind of would have updated it for this one. There is a sequence of events once you get past Dungeons 1 and 2 to get between Dungeons 3 and 4 that is the most obscure... Is it the forest? It's not... No, the forest is easy. The forest was deal with the raccoon. But I'm talking about the sequence of events where you get the bow, you give the bow to the chomp, the chomp gives you the fucking can of dog food. What do I do with the dog food? I don't know... You hand it to the alligator. Yeah, um, but th- th- think about what you just said, and how is that something that the game would be like, yeah, that's what you should do. I'm actually pretty sure he mentions that he's hungry at some point. If too. you see so, him, Anthony, if you see him, you don't have I can't to... help it if you don't go into the house at the beach. That's not my problem. I'm just anyway. saying, there's, there's, I mean, it's a weird string of events. I mean, you but give us... That, I don't think... Is that necessary? I don't remember... Yes, necessary. because you cannot get to a certain... You cannot get to the castle until you give the monkey the banana or whatever you give him. That he, that him and his right. monkey friends build the bridge to get into the... You see what right. I'm saying? I mean, Drew, yeah. if, if I was saying this out of context, you understand where I'm coming from with this? This just feels... This came out around the same time as Earthbound. Yeah, and if you if you remember playing Earthbound, it had some really obscure stuff that was like that's the reason why a game guy came with that game. Exactly, and even now, knowing that I've played this game, I don't remember the sequence of events these things happen. Um, I mean, to some extent, this this game has some. It makes some sense of its nonsensical nature, at least. I, I don't know. I, I feel like what's the difference between that trading quest other than being o- optional in the other games um, and the trading quest of Ocarina of Time uh, like just the absurd like I ha- now have a big-eyed frog. Okay. Then you take the big-eyed frog. Like this is this is after a series of events already. Now you have a frog with big eyes. You take that big-eyed frog to the scientist, the scientist is like, yeah, you gotta wait a day, and then you wait a day, you come back, he's got the, he's got the eye drops, you go and take the eye drops to the Vigoron on, yeah, on the mountain. Who then can change your sword, but you have to have the sword already made by his brother, which is not as good, and blah blah blah, and it's just like, what? So it's not new, I don't think. Like, this is the first game to do it, but like, other games have done it, and it just been as absurd. True, but Again, let's, optional, I realize, but still. Let's also talk about the fact that this game is 26 years old. Well, I, I, I don't want to harp on it because I just recently played it last year, but Earthbound did that ten times worse. I yeah. don't know if any of you guys have played Earthbound. I've started I've, Earthbound several times. I've never finished it. There, there were times when we, me and Matt were playing that for Phoenix Down where... We were like, if we did not go through a fact, we would not have never figured this out ever. Yeah, I've had to Google a couple things because I'm, you know, I'm reviewing it, so I'm trying to get through it as quick as I can, um, and I don't have a lot of time to be wandering around. So when I when I really, really, really get stuck, 
Like, I haven't done it for any dungeon yet. I'm pretty proud of that. But the, the dungeons in that game are like there. There's that's the one thing that I'll give this game and and criticize the link to the past for. The dungeons in this game are never so obtuse that like the play the ice dungeon in a link to the past and tell me that that dungeon's good. It's it is one of the most awful dungeons ever. It got it's it's confusing. Unlike the dungeons here, where yeah, there's some obscurity to the puzzles at times but through trial and error it's easy to figure out like getting around the dungeons are not a problem yeah and it's also very telling that like i said it's a linear game so when you go into a dungeon that you're supposed to be into you are not going to be missing anything that you need so like once you get the boots you have the boots that you're able to break through things once you get the feather you're able to jump across certain gaps you know it's just the stuff in the overworld is different because you can see things that you can't get at the beginning, but when you're in a dungeon, you know you have everything you need. So, Are you liking it, Ken? I love it. I, I, I think it's a great game, but there is an elephant in the room we need to talk about. That game's performance well, there's is an dog elephant, shit. In, in <laughs> say it again. I couldn't hear anybody. Go ahead, Anthony, if you want to talk, because i got a lot to say about this. I was, I was making a joke about Animal Village in the game. Go on. So... This game's performance is dog shit. Really? So, the game tries to run at 60 frames a second constantly, because that's a Nintendo game. That's what Nintendo games do. But, when so, the original one, when you moved from one tile to the next tile, it would just transition the scene. Sure. When they remade this, they made it to where you could see the other tile. So, like, it wasn't like a transition in the in the traditional sense, like going from screen to screen. It was actually, hey, we're just moving to a new area. And every single time you transition from a new area to, from an old area to a new area, it fucking drops to 30. Now, 30 is fine in and of itself. But when you go from 60 to 30, back up to 60, it's really fucking jarring. Like, ex- how, like how long of a... Transition from couple seconds. Okay, but it's just man. Is it, it just during the transitions or any combat issues? I haven't had any issues with combat. I haven't had any issues inside of dungeons, but that transition is just man. It's every. It's like clockwork. You can set your watch to it, man. So now I have a question for you. What do you think's causing that? I really don't know unless... Well, okay, here's what I think is causing it, truthfully. I think that the way the game works to where everything redraws itself, so like when you destroy a bunch of grass, like when you leave the grass, like when you leave it and come back, it's all back. Yeah. So while you're Um, moving from one screen to the next, it's redrawing everything in the screen you just left. And you can still see that screen to some extent. If you walk back over that way, yeah. Okay. So I think it's a tilt shift effect. Yeah, I don't know. All I know is the game is beautiful, and that frame rate thing puts a dampen on it, and it really bums me out. And I've seen people online like, I didn't notice it. I'm like, dude, you'd have to close your fucking eyes for the whole thing to not notice it. <laughs> like, it doesn't break the game. That's, that's the number one thing you need to take away from this. It doesn't break the game. The game is still fine. But if you tell me you don't see that, you are fucking lying. <laughs> There's, Have you tried it in portable mode? Yes, uh, that's a good transition, Drew, because Nintendo also sent over a Switch Lite. 
It's the same thing in portable mode. There's really no difference. So it does run at 60 in portable mode? Yeah, for the most part. It just runs at, what is it, like fucking super lower resolution? It's like a little bit higher than 720p? No, actually, the screen on the Switch Lite is only 720p. Okay. So it's literally only running in 720p, if that. Gotcha. I thought it was. I thought the screen on the on the Switch was slightly higher than 720p. Not the Switch Lite. I don't know what the screen is on the actual Switch. So tell me. Mm-hmm. You got Link's Awakening for review. Mm-hmm. You got it downloaded. Mm-hmm. How do you transfer it from the Switch Lite to the regular Switch? Well, you have to download it again. <laughs> so you can't do your save transfer? No, the saves are fine if you have the, the Nintendo Online. Cloud? Yeah, if you have the $20 a year service, you have, excuse me, cloud saves, and you can literally just, it's not Xbox good. You know, Xbox, you just boot the game and it grabs it, right? Like, uh-huh. why the other systems haven't, like, PlayStation doesn't do it, Nintendo doesn't do it. You still have to highlight the game, go to the menu and say, hey, download my save. And it'll show you the one that's in the cloud versus if you have one on the system, which one's newer, blah, 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 blah. So so tell me about the Switch Lite. The Switch Lite is... It feels good. It feels like the size of a Vita. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nice. It, the screen's a little too small. you got to think that these a lot of these games were built as a console experience, so like a lot of the UI is very small. Um... So, for example, I tried to play Astral Chain on the Switch Lite, and I found a lot of the on-screen stuff was just too small for me to really see. Um, But if you're playing a game like Link's Awakening where everything is kind of big, bright, and colorful, it's fine. Um, What else have you tried on the Lite? Damon X Machina, that didn't work out too great. Um, Star Wars Jedi Outcast, which I can't play, by the way, because they don't have an inverted control option, so fuck you. Um... And I think that's it. Oh, Mario Kart. I play a little Mario Kart. That's fine. Want to switch light? Um, How about Odyssey? No, I've not tried to play Odyssey. Uh, Odyssey oh. would be very weird. Um, as as my only experience on a Switch was a portable version of Mario Odyssey. Yeah, don't recommend that at all. Yeah, especially what's well, uh, the Switch Lite is a smaller screen because it's just so small. Yes. Um, Odyssey. Odyssey's small. Also, there's motion controls in that game. I don't like them, so I don't use them, but if you're using a Switch Lite, you can't use them. I just, like, I realized I was playing on the original Switch, but I found that game, I put this kindly, um, it didn't feel good to play, which is not a common thing for Nintendo. So playing that game portably, I felt like I didn't have as good of control of Mario. Uh, now, you would think, well, they added the D-pad. Yeah, the D-pad wasn't the issue on on playing that portably. It didn't feel right to do a bunch of stuff in that in Mario Odyssey portably. Like that's what sort of took me out of like wanting a Switch. Um, I'm like Ken. I'm gonna have to buy the standard version and throw it into docked mode permanently, basically. Well, I think one of the biggest reasons that I have a lot of issues playing Switch games portably is the the number one thing is the Joy-Cons. Yeah. I don't like the analog sticks on the Joy-Con, and the Switch uh, Lite has the same analog sticks. 
So, so maybe put this into words for me, because maybe that was the issue. What's wrong with them? They are small. They do not have... They're not raised very well. They don't have good tension in them. Okay, that might be it. Yeah, it didn't feel right to control Mario, which, again, shouldn't be the case. So, yeah. Yeah. Maybe, like, it, something fell off, but I tangibly can't put it, put my finger on it. It just didn't feel right. It's hard to and explain. Like, that's not... That's not a thing that I've ever felt with a Nintendo controller. Mm-hmm. I've never picked up a Nintendo controller and said, even the Wii U, which is probably the biggest piece of shit they've put out in a long time, um, like that big-ass tablet controller, I didn't go, this feels wrong. This feels a little clunky, but my hands on the actual controller felt good still. And like they, something was wrong about the Switch. I'm like, this should all make sense. But like I've had a better time playing... A switch with my like with the Joy-Con held sideways than I have with the Joy-Cons attached to the controller or the console. Yeah, which is weird because they did make upgrades to the Switch Lite in a couple areas. Like the triggers on the on the back, those are better. Um, the D-pad is no longer four buttons like it is on the old Joy-Cons. It's an actual fucking D-pad, and that's because you cannot detach them. Um, so those are better. The 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 fact that the way it feels in your hands is better than the normal Switch, and that's due to it being smaller. So, there are improvements. But the real D-pad? Yes, the real D-pad is definitely an improvement. <laughs> um, but other than that, it's, I mean, it's kind of the same thing. You know. Battery life is only mildly better. Like, it's not the new Switch that will last, you know, a lot longer, but it does last longer than the original Switch. So. Um, I think that's it for me. But that's still a lot. It's been busy. It's been busy time. And it's about to get busier. You want to know what's coming out this week? There's a lot of stuff coming out this week. Um, we've got Baldur's Gate 2 Enhanced Edition. You remember when they announced all those games? Yeah, and they're putting out a physical version of I think both so. games. I think so. Yeah. So all of that stuff is out this week. So we got Baldur's Gate 2 Enhanced Edition, Baldur's Gate 2 Enhanced Edition Collector's Pack, Neverwinter Uprising. Oh, I think that's the MMO. Sorry. Uh, Planescape Torment Enhanced Edition, Icewind Dale Enhanced Edition. All of that stuff is out this week. Uh, we've also got Dest- uh, Destiny 2 Shadowkeep. If you're still playing Destiny 2. Um, give me one second. I want, I believe... Also, today is the last day to ever play... Today's the last day yeah. to ever play what? To play Destiny 2 on the Blizzard app. Oh, that's right, because they're moving to Steam and everything. Yes, they are moving everything to Steam. It's no longer with Activision. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Planescape Torment is worth playing. I just couldn't remember if that was the one because all those games have weird names. But Planescape Torment is a super interesting uh, RPG, like the story of it. And apparently it's built on BioWare's Infinity Engine, the original version. I'm sure the new version is not to... Definitely, that is something to look into if you like RPGs. That game has got a very unique story. 
No, Baldur's Gate and Baldur's Gate 2 and Nicewind Dell are great games too. You're you're immortal in Planescape Torment. I know. Okay. You're immortal. Talks to you. Yeah. You are immortal. Um. We've also got Ready Set Heroes. Sounds familiar, but I don't. It's a Sony first party game. It's a dungeon crawler thing. Okay. It's also it's the first of probably many coming in the future, but it's the first game that Sony is not only putting out on the PS4, but also on the PC. Huh. So. Um, we've also got... Sorry, I'm trying to order lunch at the same time I'm doing new releases. <laughs> what you ordering? Pizza. Pizza and Pe- morning. Yeah. My wife's going to go pick it up. I'm just placing the order. Uh, Roman Rumble Lost in Las Vegas Asterix and Obelix XXL2. That's all one title. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's another Asterix in the Hubhost game. XXL. Yeah. Oh, it was XXL2 that was released previously. Right? Yeah, this is XXL2. Roman Rumble Lost in... Maybe it's... An, I don't know what it is. Fuck, I don't know these things. What is it coming out on? PS4 is what I got here. I'm assuming it's everything. Oh, no, no, sorry. That is, so the, okay, they reissued the first game, and now they're reissuing the second game. Okay, I didn't realize there was a sequel. Holy shit. No, more Asterix Snoblix, whatever that is. Um, I've never heard of this. Well, I mean, it's, it was, it's, the, those comics, those, the games based off those comics didn't really make it outside of uh, Europe, and this is apparently the first time they're coming out. And the cover of XXL2 is parodying Pac-Man, Mario, and Sonic on it, so I'm sure it'll be something. Alright. Um, I'm going to say the name of this game. I want you to guess what kind of game it is. You ready? You know a girl who chants love at the bound of this world. I'm going to guess it is... Um, oh, God. Uh, visual novel? There you go. Bingo. Boom. Yeah. I was going to say real-time strategy game. Oh, I, <laughs> that might be it. You know a girl who chants love Are at the bound of this world? Okay. Here. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just picturing a real-time strategy game where you're moving the sperm towards the egg. <laughs> Alright, we've also got Le Grand Legacy, Tale of the Fate Bounds. Ooh. you have any idea what that is? I'm nope. assuming a real-time, or a uh, turn-based strategy Alright, I'm going to tell you what this game is. This game is a throwback to PS1 RPGs. Okay. Um, that was my second guess, but I wish I'd gone with it. What do you mean, like Final Fantasy? Yeah, like Final Fantasy, Legend of Dragoon. Oh, oh, okay. does it have those type of graphics? Yes. What's it called again? Le Grand Sorry? Legacy, Tale of the Fate Bounds. Okay. I'm kind of interested. I've been wondering why someone hasn't done something like that. Well, somebody did it, and it's out this week. Uh, maybe it's terrible. I don't know. We'll find out. What was the name of that RPG on the PlayStation? And he had like a rabbit with him. He had a rabbit. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Uh, shit. What was the name of that game? PlayStation 1 or PlayStation 2? You cut out. PS1. PS1. Had the rabbit with him. Fuck, I can see it. 
and I can't. Uh, I, I, yeah, I can. Grandia. No. no, it wasn't Grandia. Grandia because Grandia Two has that weird little rabbit thing with you. Man. RPG. I'm just looking it up. Do a Google search RPG with rabbit. Yeah, I put Night Rabbit RPG. No. Okay. If it's the first thing that pops up, I'll be. Uh, it's not PS One. Guardians Crusade. That's it. Is that I, it? I, I typed in uh, RPG Rabbit PS1, and it's literally the first hit. Is It's like is it? 60 underrated PlayStation 1 games, and then the second one is Guardians Crusade? Yep, that's it. Guardians Crusade. I remember that's that. Now, it has the most generic cover ever. Oh, it is bad. It's, it's Activision published. It's a knight with a rabbit. <laughs> oh, known in, known in Japan as Knight and Baby. Knight and Baby? Yeah, better name in the U.S. Oh my god, that's a bad name. There you go. Um, now, are you ready for the the, <clears throat> the teases I had earlier? <sighs> Ghostbusters, the video game remastered, is out this week. Uh-huh. Yeah, right? Only at GameStop. Or digital. Power to the players. You can buy digital. Um, I, that's all I buy Every, anymore, so I don't really care who gets the... Everybody should listen to Neil Cecilia's Bustin. I don't even know what you just said, but okay. I'll link it to you after. All right, you ready, you ready for the big game you forgot was coming out this week? Tom yes. Clancy's Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Yep. I think uh, Tom Clancy's uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint forgot it was coming out this week. I think it did too because there hasn't been any advertisements for that game, has there? They really, they really pushed that game really early on, and yeah, I haven't. Seen it yeah, that game is out this week. If you can believe that, that is crazy to me. Um, Xbox One is also getting As Divine Kamura. Uh, you remember that game they gave us free last month? We were here. Remember that? Nobody? Nobody? Nope. Nobody cares? I, we, didn't, I didn't download it. We Were Here 2 comes out this week. <laughs> Is it free? No. Well, then I don't want it. <laughs> I didn't want the first game and it was free, so... I, I put it in my queue, but I never downloaded it, so there is that. Uh, we've also got Slabwell, whatever that is. You Slabwell. Slab... Thank you. Uh, Switch... As always, there's a bunch of shit on here. Oh, uh, we got Paper Train. Uh, first expansion for Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. No oh, man. Who else playing that still? Ooh, live. No. 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 80 Days. L- okay. Lanternium? Lanternium? Is that how you say that? Sniper Elite sure. 3. Ultimate Edition. Okay. Super Crate Box. Yep, that's a game that's been ported to everything now. SpookyGhosts.com <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that made you chuckle. Mm, that's good. S- S- SpookyGhosts.com uh, Candleman Case Animatronics Cubics Fault Milestone 1 Galaxy Champions TV. I'm kind of interested in this game because it is like a throwback to Smash TV. I love Smash TV. Uh, Hexagroove Tactical DJ. <laughs> Tactical DJ. He's sneaking in to drop the beats. 
Does the, does the DJ have like a bandana? It's an XCOM game, but you have to get between turntables to do some mixes. Neocab! <clears throat> That's all I was about this week. Um, Crossnick Plus? Crossnick Plus? One Night Stand. That's out this week. It's a visual novel. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if it's not, it's a missed opportunity. Uh, Rhyme Lands, Hammer of Thor. Wait, that, that's all one word? Uh, one, one title? All one title. Rhyme Lands, colon, Hammer of Thor. Okay. And then finally we have the Tiny Bang story. <laughs> Is that also a visual novel? That's, um, that's a... <laughs> The tiny bang story. <laughs> Real-time strategy or something like that? You build a galaxy? Like the galaxy in Men in Black 2? Is it Orion's uh, Belt? What is it's it? It's Orion's Belt, yeah. Oh, it's a planet, sorry. It's a... Oh, man, I must have the wrong game here. It's a point-and-click adventure. That's what it is. It's a point-and-click adventure, so you can have fun. What game was I thinking of? It's beautiful. Alright, you want to do some news? I'll do some news. Who Everything's all, on fire. Who all remembers that Medal of Honor? Which one? Any of them. You back, like, back when they were good. You like Medal of Honor? Uh, yeah, sure. You want to play some new Medal of Honor? Not really. That's good, because it's only coming to VR. And it's only uh, Oculus, right? I don't know, eventually. I don't. think it's Oculus exclusive. Well, it all comes to the same shit eventually. Eventually it'll be on PSVR and fucking whatever. Is this a World War II? Probably. Yeah. It's kind of the Medal of Honor thing, right? And it's made by... Uh, um, the last Medal of Honor was a modern... Yeah. Remember they dude with sunglasses with backwards hat? Oh, the and beard! Then there's, there, yeah, the there's, there's a second one, and it was bad, too. Not um, Airborne. What was it called? No, Airborne was good. No, it was just Medal of Honor, and then it was Medal of Honor. Medal of Honor what? Who gives a shit? No one wants to remember those games. I totally EA. wish EA would make a game called Medal of Honor. Who gives a shit? <laughs> I would totally play that I game. Think that's, I think that's what they do with Call of Duty, right? <laughs> Call of Duty, who gives a shit? Call of Duty, who gives a shit? You're going to buy it. Hey, hey, good segue, Drew. You want to hear about Call of Duty Modern Warfare? I heard it's bad. So, you want some... Well, I don't know about the quality of the game. But you want to hear how exclusivity is still ruining shit for video games? I mean, I've, has it ever stopped? So, oh, this one's great. This, no, Drew, buckle up. So, Sony has uh, exclusive rights to Call of Duty Modern Warfare in the form of Spec Ops mode. What is Spec Ops mode? Remember that co-op mode? You play with your buddy, do missions together? Wow. Yeah, right? That's cool. Xbox and PC players still pay $60 for the game, but guess what? You don't get this mode. Wow, that's hold on. It's there's an exclusive. It's exclusive for a year. For a year. A year. You know when the next call. You know when the next Call of Duty's coming out on the new consoles, and nobody's gonna care about Modern Warfare anymore. Holy shit! This shit needs to stop. That's that's bad. This stuff needs to stop. And what kills me is like you go into the comments and you can see all you see is the Xbox guys and PC guys pissed, and the Sony guys going, "This is why PlayStation is better." Because Sony spends more money for me. This is why when you when you watch 
the reactions for The Last of Us Part 2. <laughs> oh, come on! And they, and they show they show Joel for the first time. Master Chief can't do that. Master Chief Chief doesn't make people cry like that. Only only Sony can do that. Only Sony can create characters that make people's emotions go crazy. It's very true. You don't see see Nintendo or Microsoft doing this kind of thing. It's only Sony. Glorious Nippon is the only thing (laughs) that can actually do this. Grow up. Oh my god. You freaking idiots. This is so good. This is so good. Hold on. Let me. If you just... have allegiance to a console, you're stupid. As as uh, as someone has said before, uh, they're not going to fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have to be nice to them. They're not going to fuck you. No I don't know. If, I don't that. know. Phil Spencer's a handsome man. He's given me a, the, the the wink eye before. He yeah. He'll he he'll romance. That. He'll shut up, Drew. <laughs> I just, you know, man. I know I, I can't. I can't deal with it anymore. I really can't. It just. I, I like. I saw that tweet, and I was just like, I, I wanted to retweet it unironically, but I didn't want anybody thinking I actually think like that. Oh, here it is. This I is wish they the, had a tweet sarcastically. Retweet. There isn't. There isn't a single Xbox Nintendo. Hold on, I should be reading this in a different way. There isn't a single Xbox and Nintendo character that can create this type of emotion. PlayStation knows how to dose. <laughs> Dose? Uh, that's what it says. Dosey do? They know how to dosey do? Dose their icons so they don't get overplayed. That's why people react this way to Joel, Kratos, etc. Nobody reacted this way for Master Chief, by the way. Um, yes, they fucking did. I realize this person probably wasn't aware of video games at the time because they were a child. <laughs> but a bunch of YouTubers reacting to a trailer? Fuck off. <laughs> I, I think trailer reactions are stupid anyway because I, yeah. I mean I, I get excited like internally but I, I do really, not scream at the television screen and, yeah uh, you know you know yeah. and, and and that's not to and uh, like but but I, I realize that we're saying on a podcast where we give our opinions on shit sure, that's sure. kind of what those people do but like you know it, at what point are you, like just be excited for things like you know like that's cool. I mean, here's nope. here's a perfect example of I don't I don't get into the Twitter culture of this shit. So I saw all the people reacting to The Last of Us Two, and I couldn't give two shits. Me, either. like I like the, the first game. Well, hold on, hold on, Drew. You and I, for totally different reasons, don't like. I but, don't have any care. Well, but it's not. But what I'm saying is, like, I saw the people, you know, going crazy over it, and I'm like, cool. People are excited. I didn't feel the need to go online but tell everybody why they were wrong. <laughs> yeah, that too. And I also um, didn't feel the need to go online and express the fact that I'm not excited. Yeah. Sometimes it's That's, okay just to shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, yeah. But just just the, the way people use it is like... Fanboy fuel. fuel, fuel fanboy fuel is just is so stupid. And And, like... Legitimately, I can't believe there's people out there who actually think like that. What yeah. is wrong with you? I, I really. You, you spent money on a system. Can it's I? It's not like they paid you to buy the buy the system. <laughs> here, here, I'll just shit on everybody. If the if the like coolest thing, the most important thing you've ever done is buy a fucking PlayStation, 
boy, your life fucking sucks. <laughs> like, I just, I, that's all I have to say. Your life fucking sucks. If you have to defend a plastic box for, of, that plays video games, like, if you feel like you've done something with your day for preaching the word of Sony, like, you're an idiot. Like, you, you need to get out. You need to, you need to do things. You need to find a hobby. That isn't video games because clearly you haven't been outside the house before. Because this is sad. This is this is legitimately the sad thing, and that's not to the people that got excited to for the Last of Us Two. That's totally different. If you're excited for that game, that's fine. That's cool. Man. I'm happy for you. Like that is, and I get it. You're invested in a series. It's no different than being excited for a new album uh, from an artist you like, like musically, or a new book or a new movie. I totally understand that. But like when you defend a box, it, like. If someone defended their DVD player to you, you'd think, "Why well, you're fucking stupid. No different. <laughs> uh, you know what? That, that's player. my goal from now on, is I'm going to defend my inane electronics. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's the same people with the Apple phones. Like, dude, buy what you want and totally be proud with your purchase. I really don't understand. But don't be a fucking asshole who thinks they're better because you purchased the thing. I don't understand the phone wars. People arguing over things they text on. I mean, come on, man. Come on. It's stupid. It's so stupid and people just fall into it. And the people who love it are the companies. They are laughing their ways to the bank. Bank, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Freaking idiots. I'd like to. I'd like to remind everyone that, like, you defend Sony, who got hacked in a bunch of credit card information leak because it was held on a fucking plain text file. Mm -hmm. What doesn't even matter because they don't care. But that. But that. Here's the thing. Like, you don't defend a company. Because that's the shit that can happen. Like, it, you can defend a company for certain things, but you don't, like, go out there on the offensive defense. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Well, this is so much better. Is it? How? It's a thing, that, like... It's that a controller that you control a dude or a chick on well, the screen. Sony, Sony is the one that made this this wonderful Last of Us game. No, no, Sony, Sony didn't. One of their studios did, and all they did was hand the money and the people that made that game. Is the are the ones? It just happens to be locked to a certain console. Okay, but then don't defend your fucking box because of it. That's yeah. fucking stupid. Because if that game wasn't there, you were still going to defend the box. <laughs> the box. And, and and the fact that people box. are are defending the whole Call of Duty thing, that's a load of crap. Yeah, that's, oh, it's, that's bullshit. That's because, fucking... because I mean, you, you're basically like, well, you should get a PlayStation. You get a PlayStation, you could enjoy Call of Duty better. Um, no, no. What, what, what should happen is the company shouldn't use these crappy freaking tactics to screw people who don't have their system out of an enjoyment time. <sighs> I'm just going to sip my wine from a distance and just be like, y'all are stupid. All I can think of is Wait, so you're, you're sipping wine from a milk glass? Absolutely, than... Drew. Absolutely. So you're sipping. Yeah, okay. You know, you know why? You know why? Because I own all three of them and I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Yeah. All I can, yeah. All I can picture is people like applauding Tanya Harding. Oh, that's what it feels like every time somebody like uh, is like, "Yeah, I'm really glad this is exclusive to something." Like, "Yeah, they did the thing by making it super unfair for the." What's time. you know? You know what's even better than that is when you watch Microsoft put their games on another console and watch people be like, "Oh, this Microsoft is ruined." 
Microsoft, Microsoft's just bowing down to Sony. Yeah, they just they, they, they don't know, understand. They know that Sony is way better. They they, they know nobody's going to buy their games on Xbox, so they got to put them on no. Switch. None of these companies <laughs> give a hot shit. They don't care you. about anything but your money. Me. By the way, Medal of Honor Warfighter. Oh, that's Medal of Honor. Uh, who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah. See. All right, let's move on. Uh, Civilization Six. It's coming to PS4 and Xbox One in November. That's and it's already game. on. It's already on Switch. Came yeah. out last year on Switch. Yeah. Yeah, it was somebody. Something a friend pointed out on his podcast. Like I was just like, oh, that is weird. I mean, it makes sense because I, I, I know Civilization was like ported to DS back in the day and stuff too. But like, still, that's a weird thing to have come out a year early, uh, earlier. So we had two events this week. I mean, this is where the Last of Us stuff came from. Events. In quotations. We had a, basically a PlayStation Direct, the state of play, which I saw somebody... Did anybody see the GIF floating around of uh, them comparing the state of play to the last Direct? Yeah, they're almost identical. And it was literally... Like, the tweet just literally said, hey, I'll let you copy my homework as long as you change some stuff up. <laughs> like, it was frame for frame, kind of the same exact thing. It was, it was the, pretty great. The, 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 the uh, panels slide the same direction. Yeah, exactly. And they All had, they had like, to do was, like, yeah, we're going to go the other way. They used, um, uh, they used the same effects and after effects or whatever. Oh, jeez, yeah. <laughs> Which, okay, I, I just want to get this out of the way. Nintendo has the best of those. Like, those are perfect. They, they pack a ton of announcements in there. They're really compact, they get to the point, and they get you excited. Sony's feel like copies, but they are getting better. Microsoft, you need to clean that shit the fuck up. That inside Xbox is terrible. It has been terrible since you started it, and it continues to be terrible. You have... But those jokes are hilarious. You have minimal announcements... You have overly long segments. You have uncomfortable comedy that is not funny. They did admit at the end of the show about this, the great scripted dialogue. My favorite thing was when Major Nelson tweeted before that show aired, he's like, it's nice and tight. If that's tight, y'all need a better editor. That shit is bad. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. It just goes to show you that Sony knows that this is a <laughs> And Microsoft is just stupid American company that does, they don't have any good games anymore. You, you know, if you don't end every one of those with the Nippon Forever, you, I mean, you, you miss Glorious it. Nippon. There you go. That's what I need. Glorious Nippon. Get it. Whoa, did we lose something? I don't know. I heard a noise. Did y'all hear a noise? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm stay in character. I'm staying in character. I think I'm Anthony. Character until the DVD I told the DVD code, but but can you play it on your glorious Samsung DVD player? That's right. I'm playing on my glorious, my glorious. No, my Sony Vio. <gasps> that a Vio is a TV. I don't know. <laughs> I stream yeah. it. And Samsung's Korean, so it doesn't work. All right, um, but State of Play had a few announcements. They had the new trailer. For Last of Us, they announced the Death Stranding Limited Edition PS4 Pro Bundle, which has the hands on it, and the controller is a BB. Uh, is it, or is it piss? Does it matter? <laughs> it don't matter. None of it matters. Can I just say, I've become more interested in Death Stranding? Uh, we'll, have, we'll have a tweet about it later. Let's talk about it later. There's a tweet about it later. 
they also announced um, a game called Humanity, which is Enhanced Games' latest game. Um, can I can I just say like on the uh, Last of Us Two thing? Yeah, that game looks pretty. I can't wait to see the chest high walls. Uh, that game that game will be a straight ten out of ten when it comes out. Just letting you know. It's the same fucking game since Uncharted One. Like this is so bleh. I mean, a lot of people love it. Don't get me wrong, the writing's amazing, the acting's amazing, great. I just, like, I still don't... If you ever wanted to see, like, someone not understanding the appeal, like, that is me with those games. And I think that game is better than Uncharted, but I just stare at it and go, I, I don't see it. Um, Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast is out today on Switch and PS4. That was last week, so I don't know that, what I said uh, today. You want to talk talk about it? I can't you want to talk about the inverted controls. I can't. I can't talk about that game because I can't play it. It has motion controls, by the way. Mm, the next season of Fortnite is adding bots. Is that going to bring you in? Is that going to bring you in? Nope. Okay. Um. So here's a funny thing. There was the state of play, and there was inside Xbox. The day before both of those aired, WB Games Montreal was tweeting about a new Batman game. So you kind of assume why well, it was going to be announced there, right? At one of them? I was thinking. It didn't. And we haven't heard a word since. I don't... The more the more this sort of, like, stringing along happens, the less I think anything's actually happening. It's weird that they would tweet all this stuff. Yeah, and then not... Well, not even set a date. Not even set a date. And, like, that was during, like, Batman Day or whatever. Like, that was near Batman Day. And they said soon... Which was and, right before the two events happened. And then nothing, right? Like, that is so bizarre. Yeah, I don't... And this is after years of rumors of them having something going on. Like, them and Rocksteady. Like, but there's just been rumors floating around and nothing. Yeah. The next big thing we've got is the inside Xbox at XO19. I think is the when next... Is that? Uh, November something? I don't know the exact date. Is Sony still doing their... State of or PSX? No, yeah, PSX, they didn't do it last that. year, so I don't know if they're going to do it this year. But they're not doing. They didn't do E3 this year. And I, I maybe I'm wrong, but I thought them. I don't the think they're going to do anything. Bring back PSX uh, because having the reaction of the crowd who is there to see Sony is a far better look to even investors than having. A, a group of people at well, E3 shuffling between fucking rooms. Here's what's going to happen, and it's because of the transition. I think we're going to see an event in February where they show off the PS5, and that's the next time you'll see Sony on a stage. Yeah, I think so too. I think we'll get another state of play in like November or something for the rest of the games for the year, and then in February they'll announce, come and see the PS5 being unveiled, and then we'll see it. The PS5 this, the 2020, you think? Uh, I would say they're both launching in fall of 2020. Mm. And I think that's when Nintendo releases their Switch Pro, I bet, as well. It's That'd be about the time for another hardware revision of the Switch, because we got Switch Lite this year, and I think we get Switch Pro next year. Basically, it's the same hardware, just better, runs a little faster. You think 4K? Nah. No? Nah. 
I don't think Nintendo's going to spend the money for that, because can you imagine what it would cost to put a 4K machine in your hands? That'd be expensive, man. That's true, but they got to go to it eventually, right? I, I mean, the Switch still isn't full native 1080p, so... Uh-huh. I mean, there are some games that run in 1080p, but not all of them. I mean, not most of them. <laughs> I just picture somebody burning their hands on a Switch... And playing in 4K portably. Dude, if you played Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 on the Switch in handheld mode, it would burn your hands. I mean, that that thing cooked in Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Um, We already talked about Lego Bastion. That was an announcement this week. There was really nothing out of the inside Xbox, was there? Uh, I didn't watch it. I'm trying to remember what was in it, and it's mostly just more Game Pass shit we already knew. What's that terrible arc that is Pirates? Oh, yeah, Atlas. Atlas. D- don't buy that game. Don't don't download it. It's a piece of shit. Don't do it. It's bad. Go look up Atlas and then on um, YouTube and look up uh, the guys that figured out that it literally is a just... It was planned DLC or whatever for Ark that they canceled and just made into its own game. And yeah. it's not finished. It's a piece of trash. And now, oh, they've added a little bit more. They haven't finished Ark, for fuck's sakes. So, so don't buy this game. I watched a video of talking about Atlas, and it was hilarious because there was two things that happened. First thing that happened was there was a guy who was streaming it. He was really excited to get into it. And he accidentally hit, like, the back button or something like that. And it brought up the Ark Survival Evolved menu. He's like, oh, okay. And then on top of that, so it's a pirate game where you're in, you know, the seas on a pirate ship. And out of nowhere, these guys are playing this game. Out of nowhere, something crashes into the... uh, into the, the the water next to them. They go to look. It's a World War II plane. So they have, for some reason, have models of World War II planes in this game. Somebody hacked into the game and started raining World War II planes on the players as they were playing. <laughs> it's horrible, guys. Do not buy that. <laughs> yeah, I, I after playing a little bit of Ark, which was probably one of the most exciting games I could think of in the last few years that I was like, man, I want to play this. I have tried to play that game 20 plus times and it is just a big pile of dog shit. (laughs) I don't get why people love that game. I really don't. Alright, you want to do some tweets? I want to do some tweets. My food will be here in a minute and I am super stoked to be watching some football and eating some pizza, man. Pizza! Okay. A blue apple blue says, "Did you monogram any of your clothes or the crew clothes?" No. Nah. No. Why? I don't know. So we could be part of a team. Hell yeah, dude! Let's all get matching underoos. Mm, that obviously around. would say PlayStation Four is the best console. I mean, clearly, right across the crotch. Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> Just that whole tweet. Right in front of the dick. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> you gotta get close to read it. That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
What the fuck is this? This podcast become all right. <laughs> uh, Making fun of the internet. <laughs> the internet is an awful place. It is. <sighs> all right, Mookie says I really want to finish The Witcher Three, but then secondary quests and contacts. Uh, I only have till Monday before I start my new job. Oh, better get the cracking then. <laughs> you got a lot of game left to go. A lot of game. Uh, Astral Broccoli wants to know, welcome back crew, what did you do with your free time last Sunday? Did you record a secret show for your Patreon? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Been working on the uh, Bob Dylan album. Yeah. No, I, no, I, uh, uh... I ate pizza and watched football, I mean... <laughs> I, had, I was I had out in the middle of nowhere. Sunday. Yeah. Yes, you did. That's, I mean, if, I, if I'm not recording this on Sunday, my... Fat ass is sitting in a chair eating pizza, watching football. That, that's my Sunday, man. I work hard six days a week. I take one day to myself. Um, Dustin says I played through Metal Wolf Chaos, and it's the most patriotic game I've ever played. I'm surprised it's uh, it stayed Japanese exclusive for so long, but I'm glad it finally came west. I think the only it was supposed to come stateside, and I I don't know what happened. All right. Here's the question I, I alluded to earlier. Curtis wants to know, hey, fellas, question. Who is sold on getting Death Stranding day one, and if not, why? I'm not sold on it day one because I still don't know what the fuck it is. Yeah. I'm interested in it now more because um, there's a guy that's pulling out old... Uh, he's, he's been pulling parts of PT out. Like, th- there's a there's a fascinating thing that, like, uh, people have pulled apart the code for PT, point where he can show you, like, how stuff happens in the game. So, uh, there's a point in that game when you're walking down the hallway and there's the, por- the pictures on the wall right near, the, like, the alarm clock. And... And then, like, you keep going and if you turn around, the picture's now... On, on the pictures is now on the floor. And he explains that, like, the picture's always on the floor. It's just not visible. Like, there's some really neat ways of, like, just very basic programming. Like, you hit a switch once you go to certain distance and stuff. There's a lot to it, but it, it's it's less complex than you think. But also, like, there's a bunch of stuff that they didn't use. Really neat. Anyways, that led me down a rabbit hole of somebody who... <laughs> I don't believe it, but... You know, conspiracy theories are always kind of fun to look at when there's no real life, you know, things to be worried about in it. And uh, somebody is like, "No, this this is could be like Kojima's Silent Hills figured out. Like, what if this game is a horror game and they just haven't shown that yet?" And I'm like, "Oh, there is horror elements." And then they're like taking pieces of it and like, "Look." This is similar to this, is similar to this, is similar to this, and I'm like, alright, whatever. And then, like, watching the, like, I don't know, it, if there's nothing that he, like, if there's one thing that he is definitely the best at is just detail. I don't think there's anybody that comes close to just the amount of, the amount of time I can away. Whoa. Max Headroom over here. Everything feels handcrafted. <laughs> He's just gonna keep going like nothing happened. 
What? I don't think he heard it. <laughs> he broke up there really bad for yeah, like. Yeah, you basically just went all. You were like, Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't mean to. That was the internet's like, wrap it up, B. Wrap it up. Anyways, it's. He's got a lot. Kojima's great at detail, and like, I'm interested to know what he does with that game on that front. And like, the conspiracy theories kind of sold me on like yeah you know what if anything it's gonna be fucking weird um that doesn't justify uh you know 90 dollars after tax for me though so we'll see we'll see when we get closer i kind of want someone to start playing it and sell me on the game by just saying the right thing um i don't know how you feel drew i think you're in the same boat as me but i'll tell you this the longer we go, the more I hear, the more I see, and the more I hear Kojima talk, the less I even want to fucking bother with this game. Yeah, that's how I feel, too. I, I, I just... <laughs> I, don't, I don't care anymore. That's the thing. I, I've, I've had kind of a sore spot since Metal Gear Solid V. Because I, I think Konami kind of wised up and was like, look, we get what you're trying to do. But you're doing it in all the wrong ways, and you're just not worth it anymore. I I feel like his games were regression. Like, I think so too. Metal Gear Solid One is damn near perfect. Like the story's great, the pacing is good. It's not overly long. It, it's you know it it preaches for sure, but it's never that overly... game never felt like uh, you know uh, to to comment on my criticism earlier. Um, I will say, like, before the show, I think we were talking. Anyways, um, the first Metal Gear Solid is down-to-earth enough, enough, where the preaching doesn't feel, like, it feels no more preachy than, like, an 80s movie that is kind of absurd, but also has to be fun. You know, like, it's trying to engage you with, like, the absurdity is sort of fun in it. You know, the enemies aren't flying around because fuck it, they can. Like, the only person that has any sort of real power is Psychomantis, which is something that they actually tested on, right? And wouldn't it be interesting if someone actually had those powers? Cloning, robots, fine. The ninja's kind of where it starts to go a little off track, right? Like, Gray Fox is kind of, eh. But it's still entertaining. And then 2 is like a criticism of the players of Metal Gear Solid 1 that were whining for more. But then that's when it starts to go into the, like, conspiracy theory, like, too far in sort of stuff, where you're just like, okay, now this is absurd. And it's like, oh, and war is also bad, now this guy's shitting his pants. Like, okay, but we're in a facility where there's, like, nobody else around, and, like, it doesn't feel like people are living here. It just feels like this guard that show or this guy that showed up has to shit really bad. Three is great for gameplay, but it's like you know that's when you start getting into the really supernatural stuff, like a guy who controlled the bees. And then four is off the rails completely for me, just totally gone. That's what I'm saying. Is like his games regressed, and now he's got free reign and all this money. I think this game is just going to be, truthfully, I think it's going to be a 40-hour fuck you. It's going to be yeah. it's going to be boring, it's going to be full of shit that I don't need to do. Look, Norman Reedus can piss. 
That's what I'm saying. He pisses and it else. turns into a mushroom, and then you pick the mushroom, and if it pees, if it pees blood in it, then you can't use. Like I don't care. Is it fine? I, I you're right. That is I, again. I, I don't. I don't want to engage with it before someone else is guinea pig. Like I want someone else to again say their, excuse me, magic word, and be like, have that sell me. You know, I don't know what that's going to be, but it. I need to be sold on this game still. I just think it's interesting because I'm like, oh, that's right. He does put a lot of detail into everything he does. But, man, I, I this is not, not something I've brought up before, but I still hate the fact that he, he is, it was his decision not to have David Hayter. I'm sorry. You, 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 ripped off, you ripped off Snake Plissken. You find a guy who does a pretty damn good job doing the voice of Snake Plissken. And then you fire him because now you have money and you hire Kiefer Sutherland, who you hide all his dialogue in tapes that are totally up to you to find. And, like, that's a ton of money right there. And then you just, you're like, oh, this game's not done. It's just hemorrhaging money. You move on to Silent Hills. Again, start hiring a bunch of people uh, that are, like, are going to cost more. And... Like, you left a game unfinished, and we everybody always says, well, Konami's the reason why. Dude, he was working on another game. He got to touch all of Konami's big franchises. He got to do Castlevania. Metal Gear Solid was his. And then he was going to do Silent Hill. And all these other people were pushed out of that company long beforehand, and that's when people started giving a shit. This guy hemorrhaged money. He's probably the reason why Castlevania was put on the back burner. Like, he's probably the reason why they're never going to do a Silent Hill game. Oh, well. I just, yeah, no. I'm dumb. Uh, one day, I may play that game. But... It will not be I, on release day. No. Yeah. God, no. Exactly. I, I have way too many games that I know are good <laughs> to play. Um, yeah. And I just... I'm not going to take a gamble on that. And... Like I, I get it. Everybody gets it. Metal Gear Solid Five was a good playing game, but that was the least Metal Gear game I've ever played. You could have taken Snake out of it and the other characters and just called it Spec Ops. You no, know that's that would yeah, that would have. I worked. mean, and and it would have been fine, but yeah. I just man. And I feel like he's he's kind of up his own ass at this point. Really? really? What gives you that impression? <laughs> I don't know. Probably because he's like, when I make a game, when when you get a Kojima game, it means I do everything. It, well, yeah. that was a mistranslation. I know it fair. was. I know but, it was. But, but even he's then, like that, he's like that anyway. Like yeah, I, fo- and, I followed him on Twitter, and I still do. But it's always just you know. Look Selfie. at me with my friends that are with famous. My friends who are also in. They're my not your game. fucking friends, by the way. You're paying them to be in your fucking video game. Yeah. They might be interested in the project, but you're paying them. You might become friends, but let's see when the project's done. Where you're at, and like, I get it. You want to be a director, but your best stuff was literally ripped off of other films. Like, like that's it. Like, sorry. Your best stuff, Police Knots is uh, Lethal Weapon, Snatcher is uh, Blade Runner, Metal Gear Solid is Escape from New York. Alright, let's move on from Kojima. Yeah. Also, also, FYI, the original picture for Snake 
was literally a picture of Kyle Reese from Terminator. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dustin says, so I started Control. I'm on mission six or seven. When does it get good? It's fine right now, but I was expecting all these crazy situations with objects of power and a hell of a lot more exploration and puzzles, or is it just loaded at the back end of the game? The, the problem is you have to... The biggest complaint I have with that game is that the story, the main story is what's okay. Like, it's it's not mind-blowing, but it ends. Which is a weird thing to say, but as someone who likes Remedies games, boy, have they left them open for sequels that, that never come. Um, Alan Awake and Quantum Break being, you know, the two that don't have an actual ending, really. Um The the side missions you want to do are the missions for the gentleman that's in the lockup area. I can't remember what they call it, where they keep the uh, objects of power locked up. You have to go. You'll talk to him when you enter. You have to go back and talk to him because he has a mission for you, where you have to go and collect objects of power. Um, that's where the best parts of that game come from. There's also a uh. Mirror area, again, completely optional. That has a really interesting part of it. Uh, The best parts of that game are for you to find rather than handed to you. Um, So that's my... like. I I guess that's a fault of the game, but I was compelled by just what I was reading to to explore more. Um, The one of the most interesting things is the fridge to me. And that's, that's just, that's just the tip of the iceberg for some of those uh, objects of power that you have to find, but you'll run into the fridge for sure. It's very unlikely you wouldn't because it's on your way somewhere. Um, and when you actually come back to do the fridge, uh, mission, I thought that was compelling. That was when that game got extremely weird for me. And then going and doing some of the other objects of power was now like a thing I wanted to do rather than a thing I'm going to do because it's offering it to me. So, all right. Um, moving on because we're we're already running late. He says, looking at the rest of the releases for the year and only games. Uh, the only games I'm getting day one are Luigi's Mansion, Pokemon, and Doom. I'm sure I'll be picking up a lot more, but only after they're on sale, like Surge Two and Code Vein, since I'm a sucker for Soul Style games. I forgot Luigi's Mansion's coming out soon. Yes, it is. Uh, Mark says, I finished up Control this week and really enjoyed it. That was some difficulty spike at the end, though. Uh, Moved on to Gears 5 now and having a blast so far. It might just be the best-looking thing to grace my OLED to date. Uh, Mark also says, the more I see de- of Death Stranding, the less interested I am. I don't think it's going to be for me. I don't think it's going to be for a lot of people. <laughs> Except for the PlayStation fanboys who will be like Glorious Nippon. Glorious Nippon. Jeremy wants to know, I am seeing a lot of excitement for all the shiny new games coming up. My question is, what is the one game that came out during this gen that you haven't had the chance to play yet? I haven't had a chance to really dive into Divinity 2. Dude, I can't... We don't have enough time to list off the stuff I would like to play that I haven't. 
There's a lot. There's a lot of things I'd like to finish. I've started a lot of them, but I've not finished a lot the, of them. The, the biggest one, and I think Drew is in the same boat that he started it, though, is um, Horizon Zero Dawn. I mean, you can say I started it, but I... I, you went fit, I, being, I went from being child alloy to... Started it. You started it. I, yeah. didn't, I haven't even... Mine's still sealed. Okay. So... So I have Spider-Man, still sealed. I have Assassin's Creed Odyssey, still sealed. <laughs> I have played probably about five hours of God of War. Um, Let's see, what else is there? Uh, Persona 5, never finished it. I haven't started it. Um... Red Dead Redemption 2. Never finished it. I started it and hated it. Um, but I'm in the same boat. Like, we, we t- end up taking stuff that's weird. and Or not the biggest title of the time, but is also all very big. And then we review those, and that's where our time goes. Like, you take The Division. Right? Like, I'm playing Go ahead and finish that game. Yeah, well, is there really an end? No, not really. Yeah. So I mean, there's 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 so much to list off that like I I honestly I'll all I'll do is leave this conversation depressed that I haven't played. Like I started up that um, uh, Detroit Become Human. I do want to play it, but boy, that game creeped me the fuck out right away, and I was like, "Yep, I don't, this ain't the time." And then just never went back. Still hadn't finished that one either. Uh, Curtis says, "Short story. Lately, my wife found out that I listened to you guys." Now every Monday, she makes sure to check your site for the latest episode for me to listen, and she doesn't game. Do you guys have any story about your wife or girlfriend doing little gaming stuff that makes you smile? I mean, my wife was a very big fan of Until Dawn. Um, She loved it. Had a good time there. We tried... uh, Tried similar like similar games to that. Like I tried Life is Strange. She didn't really like that. That's not for everybody. We we finished. I had never played it, but I heard it was kind of cool. Uh, but she actually played most of it. Like actually to use the controller and everything. Oxen free. That's a game. That's another game that I have. I have the soundtrack to it. I love the soundtrack. Soundtrack is I've amazing. Not played the game. Scientific. That if you haven't played. If you haven't played that game, just go and listen to the song Also's by Scientific. That's S-C-N-T-F-C. I know, very close to home with our stupid fucking <laughs> Twitter handles. But that that song was the background music on my PS4 for a long time. Their new game is out in October. And it'll that's be on the game Devil's Pad. Heart Club or whatever. After Party. After Party, right. I don't know, it doesn't interest me as much. It's as on Game Sony. Pass, though, so just fucking play it. Okay, fine, but I want to play Oxenfree first. I think that's on Game Pass, too, so just fucking I play own, it. I own Oxenfree. I bought it on PS4 and never played it. You know what the best thing is, is how much money we spend on games that we don't play and then they become free. Dude, I don't even want to talk about how much fucking money I've sunk into not playing stuff. Awesome. Oh. Uh, for me, it's the fact that... Uh, my wife hit platinum before I did in Overwatch. <laughs> she got it on support last season during the beta season. I just did it this season. So there you go. But she's done now. She retired. 
I had to do that this week. She wanted to get rid of the Xbox because she was spending too much time playing Overwatch. Oh, so wow. do now? She goes to church and does stuff with the kid. You know, he's in school, so there's a lot of things going on with school. Hold on, hold on. Was she going to church before? Yes, yeah, she would. Okay, she did I was like, dude, I think she just found God. She found God, so she left Overwatch. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> no, no, she's I always... Je- I love Jesus now. No, no she's I... she's always been a churchgoer, but yeah, she's okay. going to spend more time doing that stuff than, you know... Yeah, getting out into the community is not a bad thing. Yeah, so... But no, that's, that's it. it. It was fun. It was fun, you know, the year and a half that we played together. It really was. I, I enjoyed that a lot. And now I just queue solo because Drew still don't even play with me anymore. That uh, dude, I can't. I I I I can't play the games I want to play. I, I know. Want. I'm just giving you a hard time. Uh, that's it. Though. That's all the tweets this week. Like we said, lots and lots of video games out there to play. So go and play them. They're yes, more coming. As as the site says, right next to the logo, play games, not consoles. It's amazing how we did that long before this stuff got as nasty as it is now. Well, I mean, this old Sega Genesis Super Nintendo or PlayStation 1 and N64, they were oh, sure. big, you know, schoolyard fights. Uh, but that is it for us this week. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at M4G Podcast. If you want to shoot us an email, it's podcast at ztgd.com. You can follow Drew at DMFury, Anthony at NTRSKT, and me at ZTGD. You can follow the site at ZTGD Content. And as always, check out Phoenix Down. Call of Juarez is up. What is next, gentlemen? Perfect weapon. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) That might be one of the worst games I ever played. It's real bad. I haven't Uh, even downloaded it yet. Uh, What are you you playing it on? Because it's a PS1 game, right? It's on PS3. PS3. (gasps) Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, they it's released available it for sale. PlayStation oh. Classics. Oh, I'm so sorry. I, my condolences to you and everybody on the show. I'm not yeah. buying it. You should should play it. That, well, yeah. you know, you, you, there's ways. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not what I mean. I mean, it's just, man. I bet you're looking forward to next year when you're not playing a heap of shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> next year. You know, you know. I got your theme for next year, Drew. I got it. Playing games Drew's that are fun. Greatest Hits. Spider-Man, God of War, Red Dead Redemption, The Witcher, Breath of the you're Wild. Not, you're, not, you're actually not far off from what the plan is. You, um, just, you just named pretty much all the games that we're planning on doing. Perfect. Yeah. We're, we're actually going back to we're going to beat the games that we own. Drew, that you want to play? Drew, yeah. 2020 is about to be your best year ever. 2020 is going to be the year that I finally finish. The Witcher 3. Oh my god, oh. that game is so good. All the games that you have that you need to play are so good. That's what kills me the most about if, it. I don't know where you'll be, but that... Man, Witcher 3. I own that game complete on PS4 because it's dirt cheap. And I was like, ah, maybe one day. I mean, you can buy it again, <laughs> the inferior version coming up soon for $60 if you want. Uh, would you like to play this and have it look like shit? And maybe have your console burst into flames in your hand? Anyway, my Light pizza's here. Football's on. We out. Peace, Patrick. Alrighty. And it goes something like this. Epic